Today is uh, the second day of the Feast of the Cross. Uh, the, the children, the children, there's a, and for the children that, that want to go and the parents that want to send their children, there's a, uh, some teachers in the back will give them a small lesson during the sermon. So today is the second day of the Feast of the Cross. Yesterday was the original, uh, the main feast, and we have this feast twice in the year, uh, and we celebrate it for three days. Twice in the year during the month of Tut and during the month of Baramhat. So the other time it comes during Great Lent. One is the discovery of the cross. One is the, uh, the, the building of the church uh, in honor of the discovery of the cross. On these two, and these are two major feasts in all of the Orthodox churches. It is called in the Greeks and the Russians the exaltation of the cross. And this major feast, when we think about this, this idea, what are we celebrating? The discovery of an object, but also, more importantly, we're, we're celebrating the cross itself. The cross itself. The cross, and if you know the doxology, and you, uh, if you pray the doxology, you know this is, this is our weapon, this is our sign of salvation. The cross we carry around our necks, <clears throat> the cross is a sign of victory for us. And so we come together to celebrate the cross and to celebrate the victory that was given to us through the cross and on the cross and with the cross through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this is all well and good and important. And we have to have these feasts to remind ourselves, oh yes, the power of the cross. Oh yes, this should be important in my life. Yes, I should honor the cross. I should exalt in the cross. I should recognize the cross. When I do the sign of the cross, it should be done carefully. It should be done purposefully. It should be done intentionally. I don't just do the sign of the cross, you know, like I'm opening a, you know, uh, something to eat. I'm opening the bag, right? I'm just getting, I just want to get to the heart of what's in the bag. No, it's, it's the, the cross is filled with theology. The cross is filled with power. It was said by the fathers of the church that the devil would watch you when you're doing the sign of the cross. And he would see, does this person know the power of the cross? Or does this person not know the power of the cross? And he would be able to tell simply by how you do the sign of the cross before prayer or during your prayers. It's okay, it's a small room and my voice is loud. So it's all, it all depends, it all depends, uh, we're talking about the power of the cross, it all depends on uh, how we honor the cross. Now this is, this is, we can say, maybe the easy part of the conversation about honoring the cross. Yes, I will do the cross, when I do the sign of the cross, I will do it slowly, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I will do it intentionally, meaningfully. I will do it with, a, with an understanding that there is power contained in this. I will use the sign of the cross to bless everything I do, to bless the car when I drive, to bless me before I drive, to bless the food that I'm about to eat, to bless any assignment at work. Yes, I will use the cross to bless uh, those that are around me, whether it be the children, whether it be my family, whatever it is, I will use the sign of the cross as a way, uh, as a, in, for what has been given to us, the power that has been put into it. But the other side, which is important, is 
carrying the cross. Now, if, there's one, if there is one thing that the Coptic Orthodox Church has taught us, and I, I say specifically the Coptic Orthodox Church, it is how to carry the cross. It is how to carry the cross. Because throughout the history of the Coptic Orthodox Church, and, and quite frankly, only the Coptic Orthodox Church, have we been called on to carry our cross from the very beginning. In the very beginning, our first, our patron saint, Saint Mark, was taken from the altar on the feast of Easter and dragged through the streets of Alexandria for two days until he finally was killed. This was the beginning of the Coptic Orthodox Church. And what did the, what did the bishops and the priests at that time do? Did they say, no, we have to protest, we have to sign petitions, we have to talk to our congressmen, we have to learn to fight? No, none of that. We understood from the very beginning that this is the way of the cross. And after that, for centuries, if it wasn't the pagans, the ancient Egyptian pagans, if it wasn't the Jewish people who were persecuting us at that time, if it wasn't the Romans, then by the 5th century it became the Christian, the Byzantines after the Council of Chalcedon. They came with the Tome of Leo into our, into our land. And we have great saints like St. Samuel the Confessor, whose eye was, was ripped out of his head because he refused to accept the, the Tome of Leo. This is Christians fighting Christians. And yet we still continue to carry our cross. When Islam and the Arabs came into Egypt, we still continue to carry our cross. It became for us a sign of power. It became for us the way that we were able to overcome all that was going on around us. And still to this day, in Egypt, the Coptic Church is still carrying its cross, the cross of persecution, the cross of being marginalized, the cross of being a minority. And I was reading somebody, I was reading a, a document recently about the history of the people that left Egypt. And it was saying, this is from the 50s and the 60s, the author was saying people, the Coptic Christians left Egypt, not because of persecution, but because the opportunities were not there and doors were constantly closed in their face. It wasn't that they didn't love Egypt. It wasn't that they didn't love the church. It wasn't that they didn't love where they were. They loved Egypt very much, but the closed doors constantly in their face left, led them to leave the country. So we never fled persecution. It wasn't like we were being killed, so we left. No. A lot of, in the very beginning, the people that came to the States were coming because of opportunities to study, to, to be educated, to take care of their family, because they weren't being given those same opportunities in Egypt. So the idea here is that we carried our cross. And now, but here in, in the United States, and especially in a land like, like Orange County, especially in the South, the cross that we carry is nothing compared to what the cross was among so many Christians. Now, I'm not putting down anybody, anybody's situation, but I'm saying we have so many luxuries in our life. And too often, when something comes our way, some difficulty, some problem, we start to fight with God. Why? Why is this happening? Why am I having this problem? Why am I having this issue? I want to read something small when you think about that. 
from Pope Shenouda in his um, writing. He has a famous writing. It's on the web. I can send it out in an email about the cross. And he says, in fact, Christian life is practically a journey to Golgotha. And Christianity without a cross is really not Christianity. Those who have received their good things on earth will have no share in the kingdom, as the story of the rich man and Lazarus explains to us. We say that regarding individuals, just as we say it regarding groups and churches as well. For Christianity is a participation in the sufferings of Christ. Repeat that again. Christianity, and we are all Christians, is a participation in the sufferings of Christ. As the Apostle St. Paul said, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death. He said also about this participation in the sufferings, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Therefore, if you want to live with Christ, you must be crucified with Him. Or you must be crucified for Him and suffer for Him, even if that would lead to death for Him also. And why is this important? Because when we get the cross that we've been given, we have to understand that this is a way that we can know Christ. This is a way of deeper knowledge. This is a, day, a way of a deeper relationship with Christ. The cross was a shame. The cross was an embarrassment. The cross was very undignified. And before, before Christ, even written in the, in, the, in the book of Deuteronomy, cursed be anyone who hangs from a tree. Right? That was a curse. It was cursed, and it was a curse to be crucified. Yet Christ takes this on His shoulders for you and for me, for our sakes. But He doesn't take it on His shoulder once and for all. He takes it on His shoulder once and for all, but also for us to participate with that. So the cross becomes our hope. If it isn't through, if, if there's no cross, then there's no resurrection. The cross becomes our path. The cross becomes what we have to become obedient to. Now this gospel today, the, God, the Feast of the Cross was yesterday, and on the Feast of the Cross yesterday, the gospel that was written was, um, sorry, the gospel that was read uh, was uh, also taken from the Gospel of John chapter 10. And today's gospel taken from John chapter 6 is talking about the bread of life, but there's a key verse there. He says, I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. And Origen, a teacher in our church, he said that God the Father saw humanity and, and he's unique in saying this. But he says that God saw humanity and suffered. You know, we say that God cannot suffer, but he uses these human words to help us understand that God suffered and then he came down. He didn't come down and then suffer on the cross. His coming down was a sign of his suffering. 
and his condescension, and his condescension of, of becoming obedient. And St. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 2 that not only was he obedient, but obedient even unto death. He took the form of a servant and became obedient even unto death. Now that, that type of obedience, that's the cross. And when we come here to celebrate the cross, we also have to understand that the cross has to be a part of our lives. More than just a tattoo on our wrists, more than just something we wear around our necks, more than something we look at in the morning, more than something we do just before we pray or after we pray. The cross has to become a real part of our lives. And when the cross comes, we ask God, please give me the strength and the ability to bear this cross. And when we feel we're overburdened with the cross, that it's too much, we have to remind ourselves of, of certain verses in the Bible. When St. Paul, for example, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, had the thorn in his side, and he said three times, I asked the Lord to take this away from me. But he appears to St. Paul, and he said what? My power is made perfect in weakness. My power is made perfect in weakness. And St. Paul is able to say after that, when I am weak, then I am strong. My, Christ says to him, my grace is sufficient for you. And my power is made perfect in weakness. There's a story, it's a, an ancient story, uh, said many places, different times, that somebody was complaining to God and said, God, this cross that I carried is just too much. And so God allows him to go into a room and he sees a bunch of crosses and he says, okay, go, go pick any cross you want. And so the person looked and was looking and finally found the lightest cross and says, okay, I'll take this one. And then Christ said, that's the one I gave you. And the idea is that He gives us what we can handle, and when we feel we can't handle, we turn to Him for that strength and for that grace. And this is the power of the cross. This is the miracle of the cross. This is the miracle in our lives that when, when we think it is just too much, we see the victory, or we wait for the victory that we know is coming, that has been promised, that He has given to us. And that's why we say the cross is our hope. We say, okay, this is the cross. Now that means, that means I'm on the right path. Because if we don't, and there are other readings I was going to read here, if we don't have a cross in our life, then it's questionable. It's questionable about what's our Christianity. Because we can avoid crosses. We can definitely go in this world and, and just sort of avoid any sort of difficulties by, by going in the way of the world by following the rules, by following what the, the world has to, has to give us. But, but carrying our cross means standing against the world. And it's foolishness. It doesn't make sense. It's not logical. St. Paul said the foolishness of the cross, when he was writing to the Corinthians, the foolishness of the cross, it is complete foolishness. And, and they, in the second century, there was an a, a important... Um, person who was against the church, he was named Celsus, and he also, he was writing against the church, and he was writing against, uh, you know, and I wish I pulled up this quote, I just remembered it right now, but Celsus said, let me get this straight, your religion, your religion, you want all of the people that are handicapped, 
have mental issues, you want the children, you want the women, you want all the weak people of society in your group of people, and then you tell them that they have to suffer and they have to go through problems and they have to carry their cross. This is your religion? This is the best you could think of? He was making fun of Christianity in this way. And Origen's response um, was uh, to explain to him how backwards his thinking was. Yes, children and human, uh, children and women and, and everyone and slaves at the time as well, all of them, all of them are worthy of this great grace in understanding the power of the cross, that the, the cross was not conquering Christ. And we say that Christ reigned from the cross, that the cross was his throne. And that if you read, especially in the Gospel of John, that he was victorious, that nobody forced him. He, he was the one that went and took and carried and was nailed to the cross. And above it said in three languages, Behold the King of the Jews. Right? So that everybody could see and read and, and understand. This is the power of the feast today. And this is used, this is a reminder for us about the power of the cross. That the cross has to be in our life that we have to carry the cross, that we have to ask, that we have to be obedient to the cross that God has given to us. And in being obedient, we look to Him for His strength because His grace, His grace is sufficient for us. And when we are weak, then we are strong. That the power of the cross is at the heart of the gospel and the power of the cross at the heart of the message of Christianity. Again, Saint, I'll remind you again, St. Paul's words when he said to the Corinthians, I came to you, he said, preaching nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Right? Christ and Him crucified because the message there and the power there is important. Before we get to the resurrection, before we get to quote-unquote the good stuff, we have to understand Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And in our obedience to the cross and asking Christ for his, uh, his strength to carry that cross, we understand that this is our life, that this is what Christianity is all about. His Holiness, Pope Shenouda, had several wonderful meditations about how to bear our cross practically. Uh, and again, I'll send this out, but pay attention. He says, Bearing your cross practically. Tire, tire yourself out so that somebody else has rest. Tire yourself out so that somebody else has rest. Or he also said that the cross is a sign of suffering and endurance. And he had the idea of enduring a tribulation of the cross for the Lord when we are in a, a period of suffering. And when we are in a period of, uh, of tribulation, just simply to carry and to endure and to have patience with that is carrying our cross. For those that are fighting the passions of the flesh, every time we overcome a craving, a desire, something that is sinful, this is carrying our cross. Denying ourself for the sake of others is carrying our cross. And, and finally, he said, bearing with the sins of others, this is also 
carrying our cross. And he had many other wonderful meditations. I hope that when I send this to you, uh, you will take time uh, today and tomorrow to read and to meditate on the power of the cross and what it means for us in our lives. And that we can again regain that power and we can regain the strength to carry our cross, not asking for God to take it away from us, but to use it for our own spiritual benefit, to use it to remember God's love, to use it to remember our sins, to, re to use it to remember uh, and to declare our discipleship with Christ. May God, through the power of the cross, uh, grant us all the spiritual blessings of this feast. May God be glorified in our lives. To Him be the glory, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, now and ever into the age of all ages. Amen. Amen.